welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have the beautiful, beautiful Heather, who I absolutely love and adore, and her journey to where she is now is phenomenal, and she has a really, really super powerful message to bring to the world through things that have happened in the last, over the last year, and her message is coming through really strong. So welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you, Alexis. I'm so happy to be here. You're very welcome. As everyone knows, the first thing I ever ask is, what is your magical story to getting you to where you are now? Wow. (laughs) How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like my story has so many layers, but what I really feel and know to be true is that um, resilience has definitely gotten me to where I am. As you know, I've experienced and endured a lot of challenges and discomfort, especially over this past year. And without having such a strong, resilient mind, I definitely would not be where I am today. So I think that that resilient wasn't always there for me, but it's something that I really had to dig deep to find. And um, yeah, so I think uh, resilience has really allowed me to get to where I am. Yeah. And just give the listeners a little bit of a background of what you do in your career and how you've climbed up the up the ladder to where you are now <laughs> and some of the really cool things that you have done and then we'll dive into what has happened over the last 12 months to where you are now. Yeah, so I actually started in the fitness industry and you know I did a lot of really fun and cool stuff there. I worked for one of the trainers from The Biggest Loser. I taught yoga, group fitness. I was a trainer. Uh, I was sponsored by some, you know, fitness brands, which was a lot of fun. And then I just got to a point where um, I was ready to make a shift and I was um, offered an opportunity in lending. So residential and commercial lending, refinance loans and purchase loans, something I thought I would never, ever like. I mean, I used to think about people sitting at a desk all day and I was like, how do you do it? (laughs) But I wanted to give it a try. And I remember the first day I was at the office, I was like, oh, I think I could actually do this. And I saw a lot of potential and room for growth there. And I just started to take a liking to, you know, the numbers and, um, how things work in lending. And, um, you know, I had a really large network from my uh, fitness career. So 
in the first couple of weeks of being at Capital Loans, I just sent out a, an email blast to all of my old clients, people that would come take my classes, and I got a lot of hits. Um, they were interested in purchase loans, refinance loans, um, investment properties, and it just really took off. And um, I just, ever since, I, I love going to work. I look forward to it. I want to continue to learn. I'm always in a course, always trying to get the next license. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And anyone who has been in the hospitality world and running around in service or in personal training, exactly what you said is how can I sit down all day and be in an office? And it is that transition and that shift, but it's also a new passion, a new learning and a new something new to focus on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I really struggled with with sitting in a desk when I went into work for in, where was I? Real estate and sitting behind a desk and doing things. I was like, oh, I don't know that I like the whole sitting downness, but I loved that also the craziness and the busyness of residential stuff. So love yeah. it. And the main reason that you're on here because of the really super powerful message that you have and what's come through to you. And if you can just tell the listeners what has happened over the last 12 months for you. Yeah. So it started, um, I lost my mom to domestic violence and that was still to this day, it doesn't feel real. And there are moments where, you know, it definitely hits me a little harder than others. Um, and then shortly after that, um, you know, I had, I split with a very long-term partner, um, who I was with for about 11 years. And that was, although it had to happen and there was nothing bad that happened, but that, um, split was the right choice, but still very, um, you know, traumatic, especially in the midst of losing my mom, someone else that I really loved. So it kind of felt like within that couple months span, I lost two people that, you know, I, I loved. <laughs> and um, yeah. And when you lost your mom, The one thing that you said earlier was about having resilience and you continued to work, you continued to stay busy, you continued to work through it, but you also went seeking help and speaking about it and healing through the process. And so what's the work that you've done on yourself and what are the biggest lessons that you've learned over the last year? with resilience and all of the work that you've you've done? The biggest lesson that I've learned? Yeah. Um, I feel like there are so many. I never, I learned a lot about myself, a lot. Some stuff that I liked and some stuff that I didn't like. <laughs> and 
What I will say is that through that process, it really forced me to take a step back and tap into some pretty heavy emotions and trauma, things that I didn't want to think about, you know, especially pertaining to my mom. I've always been the type of person that might sweep something under the rug or compartmentalize because taking the time to really feel um, can be uncomfortable. So I don't want to be that person anymore that just sweeps stuff under the rug and so that was a really big lesson because I noticed within the first couple of my month months of my mom after my mom passed it was almost like I just wanted to book myself to full capacity because every minute that I wasn't busy was a minute that I would have to think about what happened. So to me, that's a, for me, you know, that was a really beautiful lesson because anything that comes up that is painful or might make me sad, I now try and sit, you know, I won't stay there forever, but I'll try and sit with it and feel it. And, and I think that that's helped me a lot. It's helped me a lot in so many different ways, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Because um, as you know, when we hold that stuff in, it manifests in different ways. Yeah. And that I've had goosebumps since the moment that Heather and I have jumped on the phone um, before we even jumped on to recording. And for a second that I didn't think we actually were recording. I was like, eh. <laughs> and that's one of the biggest things and that's a huge thing is to feel we are so afraid to heal and go into those dark places because it can be scary and the universe and god and higher spirit and source and whoever we believe in will never allow us to move through anything that we're not ready to move through and Heather and I did some work together earlier last year, um, not long after a mum had passed, and really moving through that feeling process and slowing down and and learning how to have the tools to move through it, whether it's going to have a bath, whether it's watching a sad movie, whether it's being with a friend and just being quiet and still. There's lots of different tools that you can use to be quiet and still and feel and, yes, sometimes it's not comfortable at all. However, we do have to release it and allow it to flow through. Otherwise it does, like Heather said, come back into the body and manifest as disease. And when we were, just before we jumped on, we are talking about past life regression and Heather went and had a session um, a few days ago and the lessons and the learnings and the things that flowed through are magical. So what was your experience going through past life regression? 
Yeah. So my experience was probably a little different than most because um, even the woman that was guiding me through it was pretty surprised at the end. Um, So I didn't, my past life regression was actually tapped into my mom's um, life. So as she's taking me through this, I firsthand witnessed and felt like I was in pretty much every stage of my mom's life. And there were parts where it was about me, but it was always in connection with my mom. So some anger, some hurt, suffering that I had experienced with my mom, that was pretty emotional, but also a blessing at the same time. And at the end, I, I was pretty upset. It, you know, I was crying and, um, you know, I, I was very upset. And the woman was like, what, what's going on? Why are you upset? Like, what did you see? And I said, that wasn't my life. Like, I didn't, it was, it was my mom's and I witnessed like everything. So then, you know, she, we went, we went a little deeper and long story short, my mom ended up coming through because this woman was also a medium. And she said that my mom took over because I needed to see where my mom was coming from and her experience so that I can better understand, not excuse, but better understand my mom. Because till this day, I do have some anger and pain and just hurt that, you know, stems from my mom. And I think that that session was an opportunity for me to forgive my mom and to have that conversation that I wasn't able to have with her while she was here in the physical world. So, you know, my, my experience probably a little different than most, but it is exactly what I needed. And, um, it gave me a sense of peace and I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. I almost feel like emotionally free, like just lighter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so powerful. And forgiveness is one of the biggest things that people struggle with and don't really understand but once we do forgive, like you said, there's been an emotional weight lifted off and there's lots of different ways to go through forgiveness. I'm not going to go through them now because <laughs> there's I could sit here and talk forever, but there's lots of different processes you can take yourself through. And one thing that we did speak about was self-love and loving yourself and the power of loving yourself and creating those boundaries for you. Yeah. So after, you know, I lost my mom, I think just like anyone else, you, it sounds so hard to say, or I even have a hard time wrapping my head around it, but 
I was searching for a positive, like what can I take away from this? And the more I would reflect and write, the more the idea of self-love, which, you know, I feel like everyone uses and it's a little cheesy, but in this experience, it really hit home because my mom's inability to love herself ultimately led to her death. And I don't want to repeat or follow in her footsteps. So that that lesson is ultimately what has allowed me to keep going, to keep focused that I want to do it for her and I want to do it for me. And I also want to be an example to other women that might be suffering, whether it's in a domestic violent relationship or just in their everyday life, struggling with self-worth and self-love. And I know for myself as well, with loving myself and creating those boundaries, I was in a relationship for four and a half years on and off and he's an awesome human, I'm an awesome human, but the two of us to collectively together just didn't work and we are tearing each other apart and it was horrible and neither one of us now reflecting, looking back on it, everything's a mirror and the more that I love me and the more that I look after me and, you know, every day I'm at the gym, every day I'm doing something for my physical body and my mental health and the more confidence I have within myself, the more self-love that I have and the boundaries that I get to put up because I'm honouring who I am with what I want for me and what fills my love cup up. And I know that I'd lost, completely lost that and allowed external things and I wasn't taking responsibility for me or myself. And self-love is so powerful and you did say it's cheesy and it, it can come across as being really super cheesy when because it's just everywhere, love yourself, love yourself. Oh, but it's that, like you said before, it's that feeling, like going through the emotional side and feeling all of the emotions, acknowledging that there's deeper, darker stuff that's going on inside of us and asking for support and asking for help. It's not weak to speak. It's powerful when you reach out to somebody and ask for help and you were saying that you've got a friend that, you know, he understands you and you get you can reach out to him and ask him to just listen to you. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we don't need one thing that is really super powerful that I've used before is if I've got stuff to move through, I'll ring my girlfriend and say, I don't want any judgment. I don't want you to give me any kind of um not feedback feedback response just allow me just to speak and then in a few days if you feel that we need to discuss more things let's do that but for right now I just all I need is you to listen to me and when you can start allowing that and setting that expectation and that boundary with a good friend and releasing what's going on inside of you it does feel so much lighter because you're releasing it from your body and what are some self-love practices that you've got for yourself that you do on a daily basis yeah so 
you know, I love to work out also. And that's just something that's been ingrained in me. But I, no matter what I have going on in my life, working out always, always makes me feel better. And it makes me feel proud of myself. It definitely helps with confidence. Um, It's kind of like a small form of therapy for me. Um, Also, you know, little things like I purchase an infrared sauna blanket and I try to do that every night. It's like so goofy looking, but it definitely, (laughs) to me, it's like a form of self-love because you're detoxifying your body on a cellular level. So you're ridding all the toxins and you just come out feeling so clear and so good. Um, I want to buy one for myself. They're amazing. (laughs) It's the best. Um, And also, I don't, for me, it's a form of self-love because it's taking the time and it's something that truly inspires me. And this is what you're doing. Um, But I love listening to podcasts, um, especially the ones that resonate and give me some advice, even if it's just like a small little nugget of advice. Um, For some reason that it just, it keeps my head above water and it gives me almost like an internal compass. Because sometimes, you know, if you're in pain or discomfort or stress, you're, I feel like your internal compass is a little little foggy or you know misdirected so um for me podcasts are are really important um and I try to take the time every morning to do that um taking a bath going to get my hair and my nails done and then journaling which you actually have you know like you were the one that kind of rekindled that and that's something that wow it is so powerful. The things that come up, the things like I've created so much clarity just by, by writing things down. And I feel like the journaling is probably, I feel like it's like a form of therapy also. Um, 100%. And as you were talking, the, that was one of the very first times that we spoke and it wasn't long after your mum had passed. And I use this, I haven't used it for a little while because I've forgotten about it, but I use, I like to use this as an analogy, is the snow globe. When you shake the snow globe and the snow is everywhere, but then when you have it still, you can watch it calming down. And that's what happens with our emotions. And I haven't actually shared this with you, but at the end of last year I was seeing a relationship therapist and we're talking about the trauma that I'd been through within my life and she said that there's an emotional flooding that happens in my head and I can't see straight and I respond in ways that are not the most um, productive. (laughs) Healthy. (laughs) Oh, healthy. And since uncovering that... (laughs) I now can feel when that's happening. So now I have tools that I put in place so that I remove myself from the situation or I go take a shower or a bath or go for a walk. And I'm aware that that's what's happening. It's this emotional flooding of hormones and everything that's flowing through me that I'm not able to stop and without going through processes. So now that I know that when it happens, 
I have tools to move through so I'm not that explosive rah, because yeah. I don't know how to to do it and I just feel the emotional flooding is a bit like the the snow globe. Yeah. Something came up when you were sharing that and I feel like so often, especially for some reason in, in intimate relationships, pe- people want to work it out and they want to work it out now. And they want a response now. And two things. One, another form of self-love is is setting boundaries. And that's something I never had, ever. I'd be like, okay, yes, that's fine, sure. But boundaries is like one thing that's definitely also helped with my confidence. But I feel like what you just said makes so much sense. To dr- Okay, you're in a in an argument with your significant other. So instead of allowing your hormones to take over and you just word vomit, a lot of stuff you probably don't even want to say <laughs> or haven't even taken the time to say, you know, obviously exacerbates the situation, but taking that time to write it down, journal it out, like you can process and digest and understand yourself. So that, I mean, that's definitely something that you know, resonates with me also. Yeah. And anyone that's in my world knows that one of the biggest things that I focus on is learning more about who you are and and understanding who you are. So then you're able to understand other people. But once you understand who you are, you're able to respond so much clearer. And exactly what you just said, taking those boundaries, if you're in an argument, create a safe word. (laughs) Like pineapple juice. I don't know why I think that's funny every time. Uh, Or peanut butter sandwiches. Taco Bell. (laughs) Nachos, delicious. Because we're changing state because we get so hyped up and then we, we have this emotional stuff that's coming through and we don't know how we're not acknowledging the words that are coming out until they've come out. You're like, holy guacamole, why did I say those words? And we regret saying those words. So it's creating those processes and boundaries with you and your significant other. If you do get into an argument, what is, what's the emergency escape route for the two of you? Yeah. That you can just calm down, go to whatever, wherever you need to journal. Journaling, as you said, is so super powerful. Yeah. I think Sometimes even in an argument in that moment, we might not even understand why we feel the way we feel. So that's something that I try and say is I don't understand why I'm feeling this way. I just need time to assess. And then if necessary, I'll address it with you. But right now I don't, I don't have an answer for you because I don't even know how I feel. And it's so hard to say that when someone, they want the answer and they want it now. So sometimes it's like you just come up with something because you want to please them and give them an answer. But it's like, look, I have to peel back some layers and understand. And I'm so sorry I can't share with you why I, I feel the way I do. But when I know, I will absolutely share with you, you know. That is that is a golden nugget, right there because sometimes we don't even know why we feel the way that we feel and then you're responding from a place that is in a really bad 
place because you don't even understand mm-hmm. until you have clarity. Yeah. That's powerful. So powerful. Yeah. I have loved every minute of having you on here. Is there anything else that we haven't unpacked or uncovered yet that I have missed that you would like to share with the listeners? Any more golden nuggets that you have? <laughs> I think that we I think that we addressed everything. Yeah. You know, the biggest one that, you know, I think we all try and practice because it's thrown around so much is the self-love. But I think really and truly understanding the severity when you don't love yourself. That might not mean what it did for my mom, but I think when self-love isn't there, it's emotional death, it's mental death, it's spiritual death, and that's an, a really awful way to live. So I think finding your way, you know, to dig deep and find that self-love and self-worth is you are worth it. <laughs> You really are worth it and you are more magical than you actually know right now and we all have the same potential. It's just tapping into that. And if you are in a domestic violent relationship or you feel like you are looking for some support, you can reach out to myself, you can reach out to Heather, have conversations or you can find places around you that deal with domestic violence. I don't have those numbers or those websites. Heather, do you have anywhere that you can direct someone if they needed to reach out for support in regards to domestic violence to seek help? Yeah, there's a really um, beautiful, amazing woman in Michigan, and her name is Ashton. She has um, a domestic violence foundation, and it's her world initiative. So you can just type that into Google. Or find her on social media. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I have. Thank you. You know, I love you so much. And I can't wait to one day (laughs) to actually finally meet you in person and give you a big cuddle. (laughs) You have to come. No, I need to come to Australia. (laughs) You need to come to Australia. Yes. Are the borders open yet? I don't think so. Not yet. They're talking about little bubbles opening up into certain places, but. Not yet. We've just had a few more cases pop up overnight. So who knows what the world's doing? It'll hopefully be soon, though. Hopefully be soon. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing that story and really digging into the self-love and pulling out the deep, dark things that you've moved through and your resilience and you inspire me every single day when I see you popping up on social media and just watching you grow and flourish. And I also know the back end side of things that have gone on over the last year as well. So thank you for being you. Thank you, Alexis. You're very (laughs) welcome. Have a wonderful afternoon. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. 
because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation. When you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic. <laughs>